to Faithful Justice, where we are inspired by faith to seek justice. My name is Brian Harrington, and I am so thankful that you have joined us for a new episode of Faithful Justice, which includes a homily for Transfiguration Sunday 2022, entitled, In the Mountain's Shadow. But before we begin in earnest today, we must be mindful of the war in Eastern Europe that began this week with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I want to offer a special prayer, not just for the people of Ukraine whose stories are being told so well this week, but for all people anywhere who are suffering because of war and violence. We pray for both the suffering known and unknown to us, even as our most heartfelt prayer is for peace. So let us pray. O God, author and giver of peace, in whose image and likeness each of us has been created, with a human dignity worthy of respect, listen to the cry that rises from every corner of this fragile earth, from our human family torn by violent conflict. Give us peace in our time, O good and gracious God. That peace which, as your Son Jesus Christ told us, and as we have experienced in these days, is a peace which the world cannot give. To world leaders, grant the wisdom to see beyond the boundaries of race, religion, and nation to that common humanity that makes us all your children and sisters and brothers to one another. To those who have taken up arms in anger or revenge or even in the cause of justice, Grant the grace of conversion to the path of peaceful dialogue and constructive collaboration. To the innocent who live in the shadow of war and terror, especially the fright frightened children, be a shelter and strength, their haven and hope. And to those who have already lost their lives as victims of human cruelty, open wide your arms and enfold them all in the embrace of your compassion, healing, and everlasting love. We pray all of this in the strong name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. Let us hear now the words of Luke chapter 9, verses 28 through 36, and listen for the word of the Lord. Now about eight days after these sayings, 
Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Suddenly, they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking about his exodus, which he was about to fulfill in Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but as they awoke, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us set up three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not realizing what he was saying. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent and in those days told no one any of the things they had seen. So friends, for the word of God in Scripture, for the word of God among us wherever we are, and for the word of God within us, thanks be to God. Mountaintop experiences. Some of the best moments of our lives. Times when everything seems to be as we wish they could be. Moments we want to hang on to forever. When I think of my own mountaintop experiences, I remember a lot of celebrations with my dad during big NC State football victories, with friends and family on the church lawn after Ashley and I were married, and in this very room where I am speaking for my daughter Zoe's first birthday party. I remember the moment that I felt called to be a minister, and the only few weeks ago moment of learning that not only had I finished my doctor of ministry degree, but in the estimation of my professors had done so excellently. The only thing we wish we could change about mountaintop experiences, just like Peter in the story we just read from the Gospel of Luke, is to lengthen their duration, to make them last longer. Because I think for all of us, these experiences are too fleeting. It should be no surprise to us then that Peter wanted his mountaintop experience during, during Jesus' transfiguration to last a long time so much so that he wanted to set up tents so they could stay a while. 
And why would he not want that? In his presence and in the presence of James and John, Jesus' face had been transformed and his clothes were as bright as a flash of lightning. I love that imagery from the new updated edition of the NRSV. Jesus' clothes were not dazzling bright, as it said in the NRSV, but in the NRSV updated edition, it says Jesus' clothes were as bright as a flash of lightning. And not only that, unbelievably, Jesus was joined by the long-dead, most famous of Hebrew prophets, Moses and Elijah. Jesus is nearly indescribably adorned, and Moses and Elijah are here. How could Peter desire anything other than staying in that moment as long as possible? Pitching the tents, building the campfire, and making s'mores with Jesus and their new best friends, Moses and Elijah. If only. But of course, we know that as soon as Peter stated his desire to stay a while, this amazing moment began to end. They were all enveloped by a cloud, heard the divine voice, and it was over. So quickly it had ended. And there was no reason to linger any longer on the mountaintop. So soon, after their remarkable encounter atop the mountain, Peter, James, John, and Jesus found themselves in the mountain's shadow. Unfortunately, we are all familiar with that predicament. Only minutes after the stadium erupts in celebration over the winning touchdown, the fight song is played, the players return to their locker room, and the stadium, seemingly suddenly, is eerily empty and quiet. Only moments after the sparklers are lit and the newly married couple rides away, the excitement wanes and the party is over. Too quickly, joy and elation dissipate. Too soon, it is time to come down the mountain. Perhaps it is insufficient to say, say la vie, such is life. But maybe it is not altogether bad that nearly all of life is spent in the mountain's shadow and not at its summit. It's cliche to say that the rarity of pure joy makes it especially sweet. But perhaps there is another reason. Perhaps we can celebrate life in the mountain's shadow because it is precisely the striving in the valley 
that makes more ascents to the top possible. Perhaps our toil in the shadow can bring more people into the light. It does not take any imagination at all this week to see the abundance of evil and despair in this world. Ignoring current conventions, but repeating the sins of many of our own forebears. Russian troops have invaded a country that does not belong to them, Ukraine. And real, living, breathing humans who are children of God, both Ukrainian and Russian, are dying. And if we have ears to hear and eyes to see, we are reminded that our Eurocentric bias has blinded us to suffering from war that did not start this week in Syria, Yemen, and Sub-Saharan Africa. And centuries-long suffering in our own country because of land stealing and dehumanization. The overwhelming images of pain, anxiety, and hopelessness can lead us to our own sense of despair at the state of our world. The enormity of current events is too much for any one of us to ponder, much less feel responsible for single-handedly solving. I highly doubt that any of us has a direct line to the Kremlin, and even if we did, could any of us with logic overcome the impassioned insanity of the Russian president? But does that mean that we do nothing? That we feel hopeless? in the valley's travails. No. Even though we cannot stay atop the mountain or drag the whole world back up with us, that does not mean that we stop striving for a better world. Mother Teresa once said that, quote, if we have no peace, it is because we have forgotten that we belong to each other. If we have no peace, it is because we have forgotten that we belong to each other. Isn't that the perfect place to start? Finding peace in our own families and communities by remembering that we all belong to each other, that we are all beloved children of God. Remember last week's scripture, in which Jesus proclaimed that we are supposed to love our enemies, and my reflection that we have to learn to love our neighbors first. To cite well-known song lyrics, let there be peace on earth, and let it 
begin with me. Of course, no one of us can create peace throughout the world. But if all of us, in our own valley, so to speak, strive to remember and celebrate the belovedness of everyone around us, maybe together we can find peace. Maybe, just maybe, if we strive for peace where we live and demand of our leaders to seek peace in their sphere of influence, if we all do this together, maybe, just maybe, our striving can bring us to another mountaintop, one envisioned by the prophet Isaiah where we will beat our swords into plowshares and war no more. Or, as Isaiah imagines, as beautifully paraphrased by J. Paul Williams, to be together on the holy mountain of the Lord. On the holy mountain of the Lord, Isaiah says, all war and strife shall cease. On the holy mountain of the Lord, creation will be at peace. May it be so. Amen. Let us pray. O oh God, we really do wish that we could live our lives on the mountaintop far more than in the mountain's shadow. But we know that you have created us to be your co-laborers who strive in the valley to create peace where we are alongside others who are working for peace where they are. Help us to remember what it is like on the mountaintop so that while we are in its shadow, we can be reminded of its joy and strengthened for the collective striving to reach your holy mountain where all will abide in peace. Amen. Thank you so much, friends, for joining us today for Worship with Faithful Justice, where our deepest faith commitments inspire us to seek justice for all of God's beloved children. Visit us online anytime at faithfuljustice.org to find written versions of each, each week's homily on the blog and find other resources as they are added to. You can also sign up on the website to get an email alert each time there is a new podcast or blog post. As we go, I hope that perhaps you can take a few minutes this week to reflect on your own mountaintop experiences. Because if you are like me, it is far easier to remember moments of regret 
than times of utter joy. But hanging on to the joy can give us hope and strengthen us for the journey up the holy mountain of the Lord, where creation will be at peace. The theme music for our podcast is Lift Every Voice and Sing by James Weldon Johnson and J. Rosamond Johnson. The opening prayer, A Christian Prayer for Peace in Our Time, is by Peter J. Scagnelli. Scripture is from the New Revised Standard Version Updated Edition, and the benediction is by William Sloan Coffin, Jr., My name is Brian Harrington, and until we meet again next week, may you have the grace never to sell yourself short, grace to risk something big for something good, and grace to remember that the world is far too dangerous for anything but the truth and far too small for anything but love. Go in peace, my friends. Amen.